Hey, welcome to episode 70 of the Hockey Free For All podcast. I am your host, Steven Stiles. And obviously, as the next season approaches, being the 2023 and 2024 season, we have just a ton of things to discuss. And the theme of this episode is going to be prospects and drafting positions and just all the amazing talents that the Montreal Canadiens have collected through those processes. We're going to kick off with Logan Mailou has been loaned to the Laval AHL franchise already. Montreal has just incredible depth, obviously, up in the NHL right now. Not to mention the fact Logan Mailou has also not played a whole heck of a lot of junior even though he's had a season and a half of fantastic results, fantastic play, and has grown tremendously, he obviously has still missed a lot of games for a lot of reasons. So it certainly can't hurt him to be playing games in the AHL. So he's going to start the season on loan with Laval, which is going to be fantastic news for him. And he's going to be allowed to grow, develop as a player, and come as a more complete package, obviously, other than just the offensive threat and significantly high-quality skater that he already is. He will have the time to learn the defensive part of the game as well. Interestingly, though, on the defense, there's been a couple of other issues that this has both created and cleared up. Justin Baran was originally part of the Arturi Lettinen deal that sent him to the Colorado Avalanche and I think was counted on as a much higher end prospect. And Justin Baran still has struggled to put it all together defensively, which has really raised some questions out there. Is Justin Baran really a forward? Because he apparently possesses the shot and the skating of a high quality forward. Just defensively, he's just not putting it together yet. And that will probably frustrated him. Last year, he was not happy not being part of the Montreal Canadiens opening starting roster, and this season, he may not get that opportunity either, so it'll be interesting to see if maybe he becomes one of those rare hockey players that causes people to say, hey, I want to be traded, I just don't fit in here, or I don't think I have a home here. So we'll see what happens there. On the opposite side of things, Matthias Norlander has apparently decided to bring it this year. He has got kind of an all-in attitude right Right now and is opening up some eyes. Apparently his fluid skating, transition game, lateral movement, on top of the puck, passing ability, two players, great first pass, great outlet pass. He's obviously been in sync with his teammates and many, many people have taken note about that and are extremely happy. Continuing along the defensive story is Canadian's defensive prospect David Reinbacher, who is heading back to Switzerland to play with the Austrian team, which is absolutely fantastic news. Not only for his development, not only to balance his game out, but to develop physically, not from a muscular standpoint, because of course everybody's already been giving him flack for gaining 15 pounds from the day that he's been drafted till now. He's an 18-year-old developing athlete. Chances are you're going to develop weight and put on weight very quickly as you're developing muscle mass, eating properly, and all the other things that go with that. But as you might recall, during the summer it was mentioned he has a rare knee issue. Not that's going to cause anything other than the fact that he needs to grow out of that. So why put him in a position to get hit or to be catastrophically affected in some way that never allows his career to flourish into what it can actually be? Because he looks like nothing but a fantastic 
fantastic, solid prospect. I know a lot of people weren't happy with the pick when he was drafted. Montreal looks like they made the right choice, and they are going to take their time with this prospect and ensure that he comes over very balanced, very ready, physically, mentally, can step on the ice and not even look out of place. That being said, he didn't really look out of place in the preseason this year at all either, but he himself also expressed the desire to go back to Switzerland and Austria this year and finish up all of his education and just seal things up, get everything closed up and ready to go. And I think that's going to benefit him substantially in the long run, without a doubt. Not to mention the fact that Canadians have more than enough prospects to fill in the starting six slots on the NHL team, and for that matter, on the AHL team as well. Let's not forget, last year, Caden Gooley, Arbor Jackye, Jordan Harris, Mike Matheson, Jonathan Kovacevic. That's five spots right there. You only need one other person, and they've got plenty of people starting with Matthias Norlander to fill that last spot. You also have David Savard. You also have Chris Weidman. But you've got plenty of prospects and talents to fill spots right now without rushing anybody and compromising anyone's career. So regarding David Reinbacher, it would absolutely make no sense to rush him along, put him behind the eight ball. And that has unfortunately happened in the NHL, but it just seems like there was a run in Montreal of at least a solid decade every year. And even some years in between that, when everybody was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. This guy's a great skater. He's a great shooter. He's going to be a great team player. He's going to be the type of talent we haven't seen in a long time. And then your your Spiricock and Yemis... Alex Galchenyuk's and tons of others flame out. And you're like, really? Again? Why can't a prospect be developed and brought along properly so that when they hit the NHL, they don't look out of place? And that has finally happened under the last three or four years of Bergevin's administration with all the players that he drafted that are now being developed. This current management team has a deep understanding of development and bringing people along and up to the NHL at the right time and putting them with the right players to succeed, which hats off goes to head coach Martin St. Louis and his staff for recognizing that. There's a great coaching staff starting with J.F. Uhl in Lavelle, which we're going to transition here into Lavelle. And he too understands and seems to be on the same page as the NHL coaching staff. So when players get called up from the AHL, they're not looking like, wow, I've never seen this before. I've never played hockey. I don't have any idea what to do, but I'm going to do my best and look totally out of place. And it has been really, really nice not to see that happen. Now, regarding Lavelle, Lavelle has, like Montreal, I think a tremendous amount of talent that you're going to get to watch and be really excited about this year. I am really excited to see a line come out of or evolve from Philip Massar, Jan Mysak, and Yakov Novak. I'm really interested to see what type of line that can form. Obviously, we'll get into where these players are drafted, and I think there's a lot of talent in those three and could form a really, really interesting line. As I do with Joshua Roy, Sean Farrell, and Riley Kidney. There's a lot of flexibility as multiples of those players can play different positions, and I think they have a skill set that offsets each other's and is a fantastic dynamic, and that's your first two lines in Laval this year, I think, which makes for a really, really exciting year. Defensively, 
certainly looks like, without a doubt, Logan Mylou and Jaden Struble will be the top pairing defense. My only concern about that is where does that leave William Trudeau, who not only took a huge step last year in Laval, not only took on a major team role, but has also not looked out of place this year in Montreal's training camp at all. And this brings me to one of the major things I wanted to talk about Laval this year as we're getting into the preseason for them as well, is all these players and where they were drafted, I think says an immense amount about the organization and its ability to recognize talent. Starting with Philip Massar, right wing, drafted in 2022, 26th overall in the first round. Yan Mysak, drafted in the 2020 draft, 48th overall in the second round. Jakub Novak, not a Montreal selection, drafted by the Ottawa Senators in the 2018 draft, 188th overall in the 7th round. Joshua Roy, right wing, drafted 150th overall in the 2021 entry draft in the 5th round. Sean Farrell, drafted in 2020, 124th overall in the 4th round of that NHL entry draft. Riley Kidney, left wing or center, he can play both positions, drafted in the 2021 NHL entry draft, 63rd overall in the 2nd round. And here's a player that looked really, really good, as well as many of those other players did in Montreal this year, and I think is going to be one of those diamonds in the rough, as I think he's a complete two-way center that has above-average scoring ability shut down defensive capability and had a fabulous career with the Seattle Thunderbirds of the Western Hockey League and Montreal just scooped in in the 2022 draft with the 130th selection overall in the fifth round and got center Jared Davidson. Logan Mylou, of course, as we mentioned, 2021 NHL draft, 31st pick overall in the first round. Jaden Struble, who can play right or left-handed defense and really is, by many reports, a physical specimen. As long as he doesn't have an issue with concussions or anything else, he will be one of the greatest underrated steals in the draft in a long, long time. It's funny, as a lot of these players I'm talking about in the rounds that they've been drafted in mid and later rounds, it's amazing how well Montreal has done, who I think has done truly better than any organization, not just under the current administration, but under multiple administrations. Mid and late round picks, they just find players that everybody's like, who? And they turn out to be really, really good players. But like we were talking about, Jaden Struble can play right or left defense, drafted in the 2019 NHL draft, 46th overall in the second round. William Trudeau, who we've talked about already, drafted in 2021, 113th overall in the fourth round, and goaltender Jakob Dabish, drafted in the fifth round, 136th overall in the 2020 NHL draft. What's interesting about that is that's 10 players that are in Laval this year, and that didn't even include, in case anybody didn't take notice, center prospect Owen Beck, left defensive prospect Lane Hudson, right defensive prospect David Reinbacher, or left or right defensive prospect Adam Engstrom, who can play both sides. And it just makes you wonder what will become, because there's only so many roster spots, what will become of Jared Davidson, that we've already talked about, goaltending prospect Jacob Fowler, left-wing prospect Florian Jackeye, right defensive prospect Bogdan Kashikov, 
who's already, by the way, been named captain of his team at 20 years of age in the Russian Hockey League. That is not common. That happens very, very rarely. And there's already been a lot of reports. He is an exceptional skater. Great transition game. Great first pass. Great rush ability up the ice. Can join the rush, lead the power play, be a quarterback, if you will, on the power play point, and has a deadly wrist shot. Very impressive about that prospect. Again, another one who was drafted this year in the 2023 NHL entry draft in a later round. And not to be left out are goaltending prospects Evgeny Volokhin and Quinton Miller. What will they become? Very young, very raw, but also highly talented individuals. Now to one of everyone's favorite topics. The jury is still out on 2022 first round pick and first overall pick, Yuri Slikovsky. Everybody, for some reason, whether it's that draft position, whatever it is, thinks he already should have been like the next Mario Lemieux or Yarmer Yager. Those are rare players. They don't come around that often. Personally, I probably would have selected Logan Cooley out of the University of Minnesota. But that even being said, this is not any kind of critique or in any way saying Canadians management picked the wrong guy. It depends on what flavor you wanted. What did your team need? Let's look at Slavkowski for a second. He came in as a rookie at 6'4", 240. He was a giant already. He's the definition of a power forward. He has strong skating, soft hands, can block out nearly a goaltender's complete vision of what's going on in front of him, so the opposition goaltender can't even see or set up for anything. Slavkowski can get in close to the net for tip-ins. He can be that big body against the board. He can push his way out in front of the net when he has the puck and nothing else is available. He can be a trigger top of the circle shooter. That's a lot of skill. Logan Cooley, on the other hand, has deceptive speed. A clean next gear that allows him to distance himself quickly from others and create space regarding his skating abilities. Is a deft passer, solid shooter, excellent distributor of the puck to his teammates, and gets the puck to the teammate's stick dead on in a split second. So they can immediately shoot the puck quickly at the opposition goaltender. He has a great transition game, great offensive zone game, possesses a lightning fast and smooth skating stride. Both of these players are exceptional talents. What's your preference? What did your team need? And of course, for years, not to be overlooked, everybody's like, oh yeah, we should have gone with Cooley. Or, well, one of the biggest complaints in Montreal for the last 15 to 20 years, size, size, size. And not just size, but a gifted offensive talented player with size. And as everybody has seen, that's not easy to obtain. That's not even easy to draft. So Montreal went with what they thought the organization needed and the mix of talent they thought that would blend in best and be a centerpiece of the organization for a long time. The kid's still 19 years old. Let's give him a chance. I said this on many episodes before. I still don't believe that any kid should be brought into the NHL before the age of 20. I think the NHL amateur draft should have stayed at 20. That being said, yes, there's always exceptions. Three that come to mind immediately, Mario Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, and Sidney Crosby. Those are rare talents. There's only one of each of those guys. So could an exception be made? Just like the can you play at the age of 15 years old in the junior leagues? Yes, those are not a lot of players. So I think there's tons of things to look forward to. Lots of talent in Montreal. More talent that they have had in 
decades. With that, thank you for tuning into episode 70 of the Hockey Free For All podcast. I am your host, Steven Stiles, and it looks like the season is going to be absolutely insanely great and entertaining.